Hi friends, this is Brenda Yoder with the Life Beyond the Picket Fence podcast, and I am so excited to share a front porch conversation with you with my friend, Lori Yoder, who bears um, my married name. Um, we are maybe distantly related through my husband's side. Most Yoders probably are in our area, but um, Laura is an, is an Instagram influencer and she is someone I've known for a long time. And I'm just excited to sit down and talk with her about a lot of really important things, um, that she lives out in her life. So Laura, why don't you say hello to us first? Hello. Thank you for having me. And I'm excited to be on with you. Yeah. So let me introduce, um, our listeners a little bit more formally to you, um, Laura is a typical everyday type of girl. She's a coffee lover, entrepreneur, and she's from the Midwest. She currently is in um, Valparaiso, Indiana, and she is a cheer coach when she's not online teaching um, everyone about um, all things health. Mm-hmm. And what I love about your mission statement on your website, Laura, is it says, I help people learn to consume wisely, whether you're ingesting food, how you're spending your money, such as clothing and beauty products, even how to consume your time. Are you wasting it or thriving in spite of everything you have on your plate? And Laura, that is such a, um, just a topic that's right out of what I've been really trying to communicate. Um, right. A lot of my material, but this idea of how to really be thoughtful and practical, but also very intentional about life. Laura, why don't you just start off a little bit sharing um, what you love about what you're doing online with people? Yeah, well, when I first started online, I had more of a focus on fashion and that kind of I sort of stopped caring as much. I, you know, I still, I enjoy obviously clothing and and that aspect of it, but I never really felt like I was helping anyone. Um, and something I've always been fairly passionate about was health. And especially after COVID hit, there were, there were things that I started just looking up and um, more out of curiosity, like, what is this ingredient that I am eating? What am I putting on my face? And I really started to kind of dive into those things and realize they were terrible for me. <laughs> so um, because I already had an established platform, I kind of have migrated that way just to kind of share some of those things with, with other people and maybe help them in their life, whatever whatever that is, whether it's through food or like you mentioned, beauty products and all of that good stuff. Yeah. And Laura, what, um, what our readers also need to know is that you, your degree is in health education. It is. Yes. I didn't go that route, but it, that is what I got a degree in. Right. And that's what I love is that that's actually what you're doing, but through mm-hmm. technology, Correct. you have about 12,500 viewers. Mm-hmm. followers on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. And you really have that platform really evolved for you before like the big influencer kind of went viral. Like you were right. one of those groundbreaking grassroots people who really started building a platform just from doing what you know to do well. Right. 
Um, I think at the time when I, when Instagram was first a thing and, and like I said, it was more, I was talking about clothing and what to wear and, um, it was a little bit easier to navigate through Instagram than it is now. Um, but I feel like I'm lucky that I got kind of got in when I did because it was a little bit easier to be seen and to get followers and, um, it's a little bit more difficult to do that now, I think, but yeah, but you're using it what in such a productive way. And what I love about what you share is that, uh, it really is it educational. Like you go into the grocery stores and you go into mm -hmm. your kitchen, um, all of these simple things where you really are showing the viewers what is good, what is not good, but it's mm -hmm. done in such a genuine and productive way. I just love that about watching yeah. what you're doing online. What I'm excited to share with my listeners is that you grew up in our community. You're from mm -hmm. a little small town of Shipshawana, yep. Indiana. And um, in fact, I was your cheer coach in high school. Yeah. And um a couple of years ago, just a, a couple, couple of years, years ago. ago, it was, it was <laughs> just, a few, just a few years ago. And you've been coaching collegiate cheerleading, um, at a major university for years mm -hmm. and 18, uh, yeah, 18 years, I think 18 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what I would really like to hear from you and to share with our followers is you were raised here with a sense of a work ethic and values and things that I think those of us who live here, spend our lives here, we kind of take for granted. Mm -hmm. And I know as my kids have been raised here and as they have gone and lived in other parts of the country, even in, in different countries, mm -hmm. um, they have brought some of that culture, some of those values that really perhaps are more sustainable. And I think even in the workplace are things that other people gravitate towards. So just share with our listeners, what do you see like um, just off the top of your head as some of those either skills or values that you really know have gone with you as you live in a, in a larger city work mm -hmm. really in a sphere that is is not rule you aren't right. like, like me mm -hmm. here so just share with us what are some of the things that you have taken with you that you find really are essential and valuable in your life yeah I think and I think something people from from I don't know if it's all small towns in the midwest but I know in Shipshawana, everybody works hard. You get up, you go to work, you're not given anything, you're, you know, it's it's earned. And everybody has that mentality. Um I think in some larger communities that gets lost a little bit and and people do feel maybe a little bit more entitled, like I work nine to five and that's it. And then I'm done. And then I check out and then, um, I want to go home and I want to watch TV and I want my food delivered 
and I want somebody to come on my lawn and all of the things that I think we're probably very used to just doing. You just do those things. You make supper, you take care of the lawn, you take care of the garden if you have a garden. Um, I do think sometimes that is a little bit lost in a larger area. Mm -hmm. People are not used to maybe doing all of that. Yeah. And so one thing that is uh, a goal in my upcoming book called Uncomplicated Simple Secrets for a Compelling Life is really helping people who don't live the farmstead lifestyle, people Mm -hmm. who don't live in a rural area or small town who want kind of these skills that I think in our generation, we're both Gen Xers. Mm-hmm. These were things that I think even if you didn't live in a really small town, I think those in our generation kind of come with some of those skills anyway. We were the last generation who was not raised with technology. Right. So we kind of know what those processes look like, but how would you help, you know, like one of your college students that you work with or one of your former um, gals that you coached, who's out there living her life in a suburban area. And she really wants that type of sustainable lifestyle or those skills. Mm -hmm. She doesn't know how to do it. What are some of the things that you think, especially younger women today really, um, can put in their life? Mm Mm-hmm that they desire, but don't know how to do. Yeah, I think, and kind of tying it back to what I'm doing online, I think learning to cook is a valuable trait that they just don't know. You know, people don't realize that mashed potatoes are actually made from real potatoes. They're not necessarily made from powder that you get out of a box. Um, But things like that have become so basic and I don't know if it's the generation I don't know if it's um certain areas convenience has become really really basic and that's all people know so as far as I'm concerned I think learning to cook is such a valuable easy skill that I'm convinced I know people are like there are people out there that that will tell you all day long that they can't cook. I don't believe it. I think you can, everybody can make something basic that's healthy. It's nutritious. It doesn't have a lot of the processed junk that, that they're getting in the grocery store or with those convenience type foods. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that would be skill number one is just start small. You don't have to, you know, learn how to cook for a gourmet restaurant, but just basic foods, know how to cook them. Yeah, that's interesting. I taught homeacker what's called family and consumer science actually about mm-hmm. 20 years ago when I first mm-hmm. started teaching. I, I it wasn't my degree, but I was hired in on that. So I taught that for two years and I was surprised even then how many how many kids actually knew how to cook, but cook from the box that from scratch. Right. But even I think those who come from maybe families with tighter incomes, Mm -hmm. they know how to cook because they have to, they don't have maybe the money to buy all the convenience foods. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would just echo that too. I know when I first got married, I didn't know how to cook. I think I entered marriage with knowing how to make macaroni and cheese and eggs. Well, 
you didn't starve at least. <laughs> right. We didn't. And, and we, you just learn, you just kind yeah, of, you just pick it up. Yeah. What would be another skill do you think would be helpful? Um, hmm. And of course I'm drawing a blank. I'm sure there are hundreds that I actually think would be helpful and I can't think of any of them right now. Well, let me, um, let me just ask you because you are teaching all of those things. So when that mission statement is learning how to do things wisely, learning how to consume wisely. And that's what I love. So tell us a little bit more about how to choose what you consume wisely. Like what's a mindset or what is a process that you would really encourage women to employ for that? I am, and this is with everything. This is with the food I buy, the electronics I use. I am a label reader. I am a I never, I've never really purchased anything based on the hype. I will read the reviews. I will um, go online and see, you know, what are other people saying about this? Does it really meet the standards that I need it to? Does it have a bunch of stuff I don't really need and will never use? And so I'm, I end up paying more for something that I don't need just because everybody has it. Um but yeah, with the food I buy, I'm a huge label reader. I probably spend way too much time in the grocery store because I do, if it's something I've not used before, I always turn it over and see what's in it. Um, and the same is true kind of with, with my beauty products, with, uh, like I said, electronics, every little thing I read about. I don't just assume that it's okay because everybody has it mm -hmm. or everybody's buying it or it's on sale or whatever that is. So that's really a life skill and a mindset of prudence, um, which is something it's, it's actually one of the secret skills um, that I included in uncomplicated, which is really about that pausing to think through something. Mm -hmm. It's really about in sifting through and you mentioned needs. Is this some, does this have more than what I need? And if it does, is this really what I should purchase? Tell me a little right. bit more about that. And maybe when you first started realizing that you had that skill and how that's helped you just throughout mm -hmm. life. I don't know. I don't know if I ever realized it was a skill. So thank you. I, I feel good about myself now. Um, I would say the very first time I ever remember that kind of mindset coming into play are when smartphones first came out. And everybody was talking about the iPhone, the iPhone, the iPhone, the iPhone. You had to get an iPhone. You know, the the world would come to an end if you didn't have an iPhone, basically, is how people made you feel. And I remember I needed a new phone and I went in um, and was talking to the salesperson and I was looking at the iPhone and I, you know, I thought, yeah, these features are nice, but it seems really pricey for a phone. And um, I was like, well, do you have anything like the iPhone, but that's not an iPhone. And he was, he said, well, yeah, we have the Samsung. And I said, well, how is it different? Like what is, you know, the price was, I don't remember. I think now they're probably priced about the same, but at the time it was a little bit cheaper. And I said, well, what does, you know, does the iPhone do something different that the Samsung doesn't do? Well, no. And I, and I said, I know the iPhone has all of these apps because, you know, I see commercials all the time. There's an app for that. There's an app for that. Well, yeah, that has all of the apps too. And I'm like, well, wh 
Like, what is the difference? I don't understand. And well, if you get the iPhone, then, you know, you might want to also get an iMac or whatever they're called. And you also might want um, an iPod because they all kind of work together. And I thought, I don't really need all of that or, and I don't really want all of that. So I just got the Samsung and that's always what I've had since then. And I've always been very happy with it. I think that was a wise choice. <laughs> I think that's a great example of that critical thinking mm -hmm. that we tend to have here in our community. I think we were probably both raised, not only work hard, but right. you also think more about what you're spending because right. that money is hard earned. Mm -hmm. Um, I know for myself, I started buying my own clothes when I was in probably junior high, you know, I, yeah. once I started working at our little local restaurant called the water cup mm -hmm. um, when I was 13. And so even at a young age, I was thinking critically about if this is the amount of money that I have, then how do I want to get the best from value? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about using that skill as an adult in a culture, you live in a culture where, um, especially working with college age girls, mm -hmm. new and best is probably always in your face. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about how you really honed this practice and live this out without really feeling that pressure among your peers, whether they're the girls you're coaching or just your own peers. Mm -hmm. I mean, and there are some times that I'm like, oh, I really, really want something for whatever reason. Um, but I think you hit the nail on the head when you said, how do I spend my money the most wisely? We want the most value. Um, and I think as far as I'm concerned, I've gotten better about it as I've as I've gotten older too. There was a time that I would go shopping and maybe I needed a white t-shirt, but I would come out with a white t-shirt, a red t-shirt and a black t-shirt because if you bought three, it was really a better value, even though you didn't really need the other colors. Um, I've gotten better at just saying no. And I don't really have that desire to, I guess, spend spend unnecessarily. I'm happy with what I have. And I think everybody kind of has to get to that point where you just realize this isn't really all that important. The three t-shirts don't really matter in life um, as long as you're happy with what you have. And I, I think sometimes it seems like people, you know, they see other people and they see what they're wearing, they see what they're doing and, and they think those are the things that make them happy. They don't realize that that doesn't really have anything to do with why you're happy or why you're not happy. Um, but I think too, maybe going back to that example, um, yeah, I just don't necessarily have that desire anymore. And maybe that's something that you get better at with age to just, no, I don't need that. So why would I buy it? Yeah, I think that's true. I think I think part of that does come with age. As I've been reflecting on kind of my journey, I think the 30s is harder with that. It seems like things mm -hmm. just tend to be a lot more competitive in your 30s, maybe 20s and 30s. I think as you hit midlife, probably your mm -hmm. 40s, 
you start rethinking things a little bit more. Um, and what you were talking about was contentment, mm -hmm. which is another one of the secret skills you're, you're hitting on all of them, Laura. Oh, good. <laughs> um, you're living it out. But let's talk a little bit more even about that Instagram culture, because you live in the Instagram culture. It really mm -hmm. has um, become your profession. So mm -hmm. if, how do you help women who open up Instagram and just get lost in this hole of what looks beautiful and curated mm -hmm. when life really isn't life can be beautiful, but life is not curated. Right. Um, I think that kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier when I was more on the fashion side of it. And I do love, I love putting outfits together. I always have, I probably always will, but again, that just, you're not really help. I felt like I wasn't helping anybody. Mm -hmm. And for me to put on an outfit and, and look cute and, and style it perfectly and then go back inside and put on sweatpants. I mean, that's reality. So now I think I have a better sense of just, this is who I am in my everyday life. And when I'm making the videos or the pictures or whatever it is, obviously I want to look presentable, but I also don't want to put on a facade that I'm something that I'm not, because I think you're right. People open Instagram and they're completely fooled by a sense of, of non-reality. I, I, I call it non-reality because everybody wants to make their life look great when they're putting it in front of other people. So I think people should focus on, especially when they're on social media, um, how, it, how is it really helping you? What are you, what are you watching? You know, what are you consuming and how is it helping you? And if it's not, if it's making you feel like you're less than, it's probably a good, a good time to put the phone down or to follow somebody else. Yeah, I think that's really important about the right voices um, being in your life. And um, I think that that, again, is part of that skill that you really are passionate about sharing with others, which is what are you consuming? And it's not just what's in our body or what's on our skin or what we bring home because we buy it at the store, but it's even the voices that we surround ourselves with. Mm -hmm. Um Laura, I want to just shift gears just a little bit because we're really talking about this life that is not curated. And right. um, I've known you since you were in high school mm -hmm. and um, you went through a difficult time and we've just got about 10 more minutes left, okay. but um, your mom passed away when you were fairly young as a young adult. And what do you think helped you walk through that grief? that is something that is helpful for anyone listening who's going through any type of grief or hard situation? Dealing with grief, of course, is always hard because there's nothing, there's not just a magic word. There's not anything that we can just snap our fingers and everything, everything is better. But I think acknowledging the fact that maybe you're going through something and it's hard and it's a struggle. And there are times that, you know, you want to go to bed that night and wake up the next morning and have everything be normal. 
and it was just a dream. Everything is normal. And the reality, kind of going back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago, the reality is that's not life. You know, all of us, unfortunately, are going to have to deal with things um, that are really, really hard. And that was definitely one of those times, um, you know, when you lose someone close to you and when they suffer and and really go through it, that's that's hard. So I think acknowledging the fact that you're that you're going through it is is one thing and then making sure that you have your circle of people that you can rely on and and I don't even think that necessarily means that you have to have hugely in-depth conversations with them about whatever whatever is going through your head but just knowing that they're there for you and it might mean randomly going to a movie or going to dinner or you know, doing something fun, um, but kind of knowing when you need those people and being able to reach out to them, I think is really important too. Laura, I'm sure that while your influence on social media is very large, you have influenced um, hundreds of women as you have been a coach over all of these mm -hmm. years. Um, what do you feel like is the, um, is a big obstacle or challenge for young women today? Um, I think a lot of young women, and I don't know if it's today, maybe this is young women throughout time, they, they feel, I think that they need to do something excessive to be accepted. Um, they're almost afraid to really just be whoever it is they are. Um, they're they're really working to fit in instead of maybe just working to discover what who they are and what makes them happy and who they enjoy being around and um I think a lot of times and I don't you know I've not I guess talked to anyone specifically about this but it seems like they try very very hard to fit in and it it's really sad sometimes to see that going on which brings me to maybe our kind of our wind down conversation as I'm thinking about helping people uncomplicate their life with these basic skills that maybe we as women often overthink or we yeah. feel like we have to be grasping. If, if only I have the right formula, then mm -hmm. life will not feel so complicated. It right. will be more simple and, and I'll really be happy. What do you see as some of the things that have really helped you to live a life full of contentment that is thriving. I think that's one reason, Laura, why I really wanted to interview you is because I see you as one of those women who is leading a compelling life, mm -hmm. but who hasn't kind of sold your soul for um, the the broader world culture out there. Right. You, you, you live in the world. Um, you're, you're doing it right alongside everybody. And yet there's something about being a small town Midwest girl that mm -hmm. really informs part of who you are. So what, what are some of those things that you think have really helped you with that? Yeah, I think, um, I have a very close knit group of friends and family. Um, and I'm content with that. I don't feel the need to always have to be out and going and doing. And I've learned to kind of say no, I guess, to some of that. Um, because I found for me personally, I I need time to just 
be alone, not be moving, not be going, not be um, out and about all the time. And I, I know there are people who feel the need or they only feel like they're happy if they're going, 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 going. They have to be doing, they have to be social, they have to be here, they have to be there. And for me personally, I think learning to say no and and it's okay. I don't need to go to dinner tonight. If I was out, out to dinner last night, I'm perfectly content with that. I used to feel very guilty almost about, oh, well, they asked me I should go. And I, I think it's actually, for me personally, super important to have learned to say no to some of that. Mm-hmm. I think that alone keeps me a little bit grounded. Um not feeling the need to be out and about all the time helps. I think that is so key because fear of missing out has been this big buzz over the last decade or so. And especially with social media, that's always open. It's always available. Mm -hmm. And there's kind of that underlying pressure of, oh, I'm not doing what they're doing. Therefore, I need to somehow be doing it over here to prove maybe to myself, not anyone else, that I'm valuable or that I lead a compelling life. I think that's the thing I want to leave our our listeners um, Mm -hmm. is your lifestyle that you live out online really is about having a compelling life, but not needing to do or be all the things. Right. And that's important. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm trying to convey. Um, also as an author, um, is that we don't need all of those things that society says we have to have that mm-hmm. complicating your life really is about living your values, which Laura is just what you shared that you do. Yeah. When I think to, um, kind of tying into exactly what you just said, things that people think they need today tomorrow they're not even going to remember. I mean, these, these trends, these fads, et cetera, they're, they don't matter. No, <laughs> they don't no, matter. <laughs> they don't. And I think as we finish up, I want to make sure I have enough time to share where people can find you. Um, but I, I think about growing up in this community. Um, I always joke with people that it, it takes, it always took like a year or two for the fads to reach us, or it, it took a while now. <laughs> right. Now it's a little bit different because social, you know, everything does kind of reach us here. You see it right away. Yeah. There's something about that delayed gratification or knowing mm-hmm. we can live a simpler life full of more contentment without all of the things because people in community really is what um, you just mentioned, mm-hmm. which is something that it really is embedded in um, our culture here um, in small town right. Right. America. Um, Laura, where can any of my listeners find you? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram. My um, what, my screen name, I, I can't think of what it's called. My handle is Laura underscore Yoder. Um, and then my website is called blackcoffeebeautiful.com. And I'll have all of those links in the show notes. Um, Laura, it has been so good to catch up with you and to see Thank you, you too. and to glean from your wisdom. Um you're just such an inspiring woman and I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm proud to call you my friend and, um, glad to point people your way because you you. have a lot of great things to share. So thanks so much. Um, and thanks everyone for joining us today and you can catch, um, all the episodes of the life beyond the picket fence podcast, where your favorite media platform 
shares them and also feel free to leave a review. So thanks so much for joining us. Bye, Laura. Bye.